LinkedIn at the moment is the most underused and undervalued thing. Honestly, the tough, well, the tough and the bad can outweigh the good. You can make the best of what you've got. You can make the best out of right. the cards you're given. Your most important things should be done in the morning because that's yeah. when your brain's working the best. Yeah. Trying everything. Keep trying because people are too. Nowadays, people give up too easy. My motivation was my own motivation, just doing stuff for myself. So you've all you've done in that one day is you've worked for six, seven, eight hours, and the rest of it you've just pissed about. It sounds so stupid, but just get started. Yeah, just that is the biggest tip you give to people. Yeah. Not all sun rainbows, and you get loads of money for having a business. No way. Welcome back to The Calling. Today you're listening to episode four where I sit down with Jack Gibson, the owner of Fitness Works Gyms. We discuss how to discover your passion if you haven't yet found it, how to start your own business with nothing, when to take the leap and importance of believing in yourself, as well as the sacrifices needed to achieve your dreams. Here's the podcast. So today is episode four of The Calling. I'm joined by Jack Gibson, the owner of Fitness Works Gyms. Three gyms, is that correct? Yeah, three at the so moment, So you've got yes. Southam, Southam, Warwick, Warwick yeah. and That's the one. How did you get into becoming a gym owner? Tell me the process. The process. So we go, do you want to go all the way back? Let's right go all the way back. back, yeah. All right, cool. So we go all the way back. I've always been a sporty kind of guy. I've always mm. played quite high in rugby, quite high in water skiing, like I was just telling you. Mm. Um, every sport I've generally done, I've been okay at. Mm. Some I've been quite good at. Um, I've always snowboarded, skateboarded. I've always done kind of like very active stuff. So Mm -hmm. school for me was never really enjoyable except PE. I didn't like sitting down and doing stuff. I didn't like, just didn't like the theory side of anything really. Um, And I was very always, always super, super, super practical. So then when I kind of left school, Kenneth School, I did okay. Mm. Um, I got kicked out quite a lot, got in trouble a lot. Um, I suffered quite heavily at school with dyslexia. And when back then, I'm like, what? I'm, I've been out of school now 2018? No, I don't know how long now. Lots of years anyway, yeah. quite a lot of years yeah. now. So back then, kind of, we didn't have the kind of uh, the education around dyslexia back then. So back then, they just thought we were being disruptive. We just thought we were being uh, rude. They just didn't think we were really interested in mm. school when it generally mm. wasn't the case it was that we couldn't do it but no one was there to support us to do it obviously it's come a long way now um so I was never really just doing it out of I don't want to do it because generally I couldn't do it but then you put me on a sports field and you put me kind of in something I'm interested in I'll excel at it so when I left school I was like I need to do something I can't go and because I used to labour for my old man was a builder like I like you've got going on that mm. side we used to do this so I used to sometimes go to work with him and dig and yep do horrible work and then one day I got home I was like this is not what I'm on this planet for I'm not here to dig holes and help you mm. do kind of just manual labor I was like it's not for me and it was like no I can tell that so we went back to college I went and did like a sports uh, foundation at college again that was really good it was mm. quite interesting uh, I found it more interesting than school but again it wasn't really I just knew it wasn't what I was meant to be doing so then when I kind of finished school people were like what are you going to do and they were like, should you go to university? And I was like, I can't do university. Three years at university is definitely not for me. Also, I definitely would not get into university. So one of my mm. college tutors was like, why don't you go and do a level, kind of level two and three personal trainer course? And I was like, oh, it will kind of 
get me through the time, so I might as well. So when I did that, and then I started coaching people, started seeing people improve, started see, seeing kind of the benefits of exercise on people, and I was like, I love doing this. I couldn't wait to go and do it. I couldn't wait to go to work. I couldn't wait to go to college. In the end, I realised that this is what I wanted to do. So I then studied to be a PT for a year. Um, I then got a job in in down in Swindon mm. working for one of the big chains because I wanted to start at the bottom. I didn't want to go straight into kind of self-employed. Yep. I always knew that self-employed was always going to be my route. Yep. And I always knew that having something myself was always going to be my route because mm-hmm. I couldn't work for anybody else. Yep. I could not yep. work for... There was many jobs behind bars, waitering, mm. that they'll be like, I'd last two shifts and then I'd get sacked or I'd yep. leave. It was just was... I just knew I couldn't work for anybody else. Yep. My motivation was my own motivation, just doing stuff for myself. So I then went and got a job working with David Lloyd. I could see the process, so I, I stuck it out. I kind of trained clients for about... I worked on the gym floor, just cleaning, mm-hmm. just doing gym inductions, mm-hmm. just meeting people, show arounds, a bit of sales. I just needed to learn the basics, so I did that for a year in a very big company because I knew that's where I was going to learn the stuff mm-hmm. I needed to accelerate my career. So I then worked for David Lloyd for literally a year to 18 months, about mm-hmm. 18 months. I then wanted to move home. So I moved back in with my parents, just down here, just mm-hmm. in Randall Road. Um, I got a job working for myself, first time for myself, in Coventry at uh, Simply Gym. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Simply yep. Gym. So I started working at Simply Gym. Um, my first ever kind of self-employed job was in Simply Gym. And then <laughs> two weeks into that, I fell over at a festival, broke my jaw and ended up in hospital for two weeks. So my first kind of experience of self-employed work didn't go too well. Yeah. But straight after that, <laughs> I had to get back into the gym. But I had obviously a big swollen mm. face and I didn't look ideal. But that kind of got me attention at the same time they're like why are you still here I was like well I have to make it work I've got a a month rent free period and I need to get some clients before I start ticking over to £75 a week and then people were like oh well done so then I started getting in free people I was there at 6 in the morning I'd leave at 9 at night I made my own flyers made my own um little business cards, I walked around all the cross trainers, treadmills, giving away free half hours. In the end, this probably this process again took me three to four to maybe six months. And I hardly had much money. I could hardly afford to do much at all. Mm. Um, but I knew that I would get there. Anyway, three months went by, I had five, six clients, ten clients, fifteen clients, twenty clients, and I ended up being the busiest PT there in probably nine months. I was there for about a year and a half and I couldn't physically take on any more people. Um, I couldn't train anymore. And to be honest, I was getting sick of training that many people. Mm. So I wanted to look for a private... I knew I still wasn't ready to do it myself. I wanted to look for a a more kind of boutique, private, personal training facility. Mm -hmm. So I, I contacted a guy in Warwick and he was like, yeah, I'll definitely take you. Come over. So I took some of my clients over and I worked two jobs. I worked half the time with him and half the time Coventry. Finally, he was like, you need to make a decision where you want to go. So I was like, right, I know I need to come and see you to kind of learn how you've created your business and see the insides of a, a, a personal private business. Yeah. So I got a job working for him for about 18 months, to two years. And again, I was the busiest PT my miles. I was doing probably 50, 40, 50 sessions a week. I was there at six in the morning, finished at nine, 10 o'clock at night, a little bit in the daytime to go and do my own training, shopping, do the kind of the stuff you meant to do at the weekends because I was working all weekend Um, and then in the end of that it was I was going to do what every person of our age is told to do buy a house so I saved up a big lump of money Mm -hmm. Uh, I found the plot I wanted I found the new build I wanted 
and I was kind of like in the end society had kind of brainwashed me into believing this is where we needed to go so all my friends were buying houses my mum and not necessarily my dad and mum were on about it but they're always somewhere saying maybe you should buy your own place you have all this money you've got nice cars Mm. doing all this nice stuff why don't you buy some property so then in the end I was kind of not brainwashed but that was the route we should all take Mm. apparently Mm. um, which you shouldn't by the way but um, (laughs) that route you should take is where you should buy a house at 22 23 years old I was 23 at the time and I looked at it I was like yeah this is nice yeah but I wasn't really getting excited about it so I knew it wasn't right Um, it was a place just down the road here it was a new build it was two bedroomed and it was just everyone else was raving about their house I just knew it and deep down it wasn't right so one Sunday afternoon I think around my dad I was like I'm not buying a house anymore he's like why I said well you want to open a gym no you've always wanted to own a gym I want to own my own gym so I'm opening a gym and he's like, what do you mean? I said, I'm opening a gym. He's like, when? I said, don't know, I'm going to start looking tomorrow. And so he's like, all right, then if you want to do it, let's start looking tomorrow. So we started looking, driving around. We're looking, I knew I wanted to do it in Kenilworth. Mm. So we started mm. driving yeah. around. We were looking down Common Lane, looking down Princess Drive. We were looking out towards Coventry, a bit around Leamington. And then we kind of stumbled along Common Lane. Mm. And uh, I had this little bit of money. And then I kind of found a place, which was probably about twice the size of this room. Mm. And I thought, perfect. We'll open in that, and that will do me to start with, and that's all I ever needed. Um, and then we were kind of looking around because we needed extra spaces, we needed car parking, and all these bits and pieces. And then we stumbled across a, a guy where the, where our gym is now, and he was like, "Have you ever looked next door? Because that's open." So it was huge. Well, so if you've seen Kenneth Gym, it was like yeah. it was, it was, yeah. for me, as uh, twenty three years old, I was like, "This is huge." Yeah. It was like three and a half thousand square foot, all open plan. So I walked in, looked at it, and I looked at my dad. I was like, "Perfect." And the next day we signed the papers and we opened fitness work. And then at wow, no, then we kind of we sat down and I was like, I only have thirteen thousand pounds now. So it's gonna cost me a lot of money to kick this place out. Mm. Um at the time my mum and my mum and dad had their obviously they had their their our families keep going, they're like, We can't obviously give you that much money. So I needed about another twenty five grand. Mm. And I was like, Right, okay, I need to kind of use my initiative now. I went to all the banks, they said no. Literally, at the time, we had, like, um, NatWest, Nationwide, uh, Lloyd's. They also uh, know. Yeah, Barclays. We had uh, HSBC. Mm. We had the Coventry Building Society. Who else we got in Kenneth? Anyway, everyone up and down, even a couple in Leamington. I went to them and tried to put my proposal forward. And they were like, no, you're 23 years old. We can't lend you £22,500. Was it, was it because of the age? Yeah, it was wow. 23, yeah. They were like, because they said you're too young to lend that kind of money. But I was like, I have 13, so I'm going to be putting in just like at least 50%. Nope, we can't lend it to you. Because I had no kind of track record of paying. Because at the time, I had no credit rating, really, because I didn't need it because I had my own mm. money. Um, so then I had to go to CWRT, so it's Coventry Warwickshire's Reinvestment Trust, so it's in Coventry. It's kind of like a local reinvestment trust which help young entrepreneurs, as they call us apparently, get better and kind of lend the money. So I went there, I, it was like a dragon's den thing, I gave them a business mm-hmm. plan which mm-hmm. is about this thick, um, I had a big like three people in front of me, all like, did a presentation, did, told people why I was different, how I'd make it work, why I was going to make it work, um, and if it didn't work, what I would do. Went back for another meeting, had to meet another two people. In the end, I finally got the £22,500 I needed to open the first gym, and then that's where it's come from. So there's number one. That's amazing. Yeah. So, that's yeah, it's amazing, been a, yeah, it's been a... It's part of that process. That process from 17 to 23. 
So it's but, not a lo- not yeah. a long time, but but yeah, it was, it was difficult. But you put the initiative in, which is which yeah. always helps. Just got to do it. And uh, one thing that we talked about just before the podcast started was you didn't necessarily know what you wanted to do. No, and I think that's an interesting point because most people generally don't know what they no, want to do. No they might know a general direction, but they don't really know. Especially around seventeen, oh, 18 years yeah. old. Yeah, and, and it's and it's yeah, you got people running into uni, but yeah. still not knowing what to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How is someone? <coughs> Or what's a good way to help someone try and find what they want to do? Trying everything. Yeah. Keep trying. Because people are too... Nowadays, people give up too easy. Mm. So many people just give up and decide, oh, life will give me my path. Yeah. And it won't give you a path. Mm. It might give you... It might give... Well, obviously, it will give you a path. It might give you a few options. Yeah, it'll give you a few options. It's never really going to be something you wanted to do. So the way I look at it is just keep opening doors, keep opening doors, keep opening doors. Or like I've said to many people, just keep throwing mud at the wall and one day something will stick. Mm -hmm. And I threw a lot of mud at the wall. I tried different courses. I thought about going to uni. I thought doing sports science. I thought about doing... Um, strength and conditioning I knew it was always going to be sport related because that's all I was very good at I thought about going on seasons going skiing going to Ibiza all Mm. the usual stuff just to pass time and then it wasn't until I tried something which someone told me to do then I tried it as I I found it this and this is what I was wanting to do because I've always been I've always enjoyed coaching and making people better and then I think if you can do that and you find find it kind of enjoyable to make other people better then you eventually mm. will be rewarded for that yeah that's that's the thing if, if you're giving really good value you're yeah. naturally going to feel good about yourself and yeah. you don't really worry about the money too much it's it's, no. it's a value the, the money's just like a a bonus yeah really. it's, it's a bonus yeah it's a bonus. that's it do you so you've probably changed a lot of people's lives yeah fitness wise thousands now thousands yeah i think we've we're over in the since we've started doing like mm. uh, transformation programs which was two years ago we've gone over we've just gone over a thousand people gone through our programs so probably all in all probably a good three thousand people have been through our programs mm. now. there's almost no better way to sort of live your life than changing other people's uh, lives yeah, for the better exactly and that's yeah. yeah amazing i love doing it and then it just kind of i don't do any personal training anymore yeah. because i have a lot of stuff going on so you i don't run, run a business yeah. yeah i've got the businesses to run so i don't actively work on the gym floor anymore but I find kind of the enjoyment and the pleasure now of watching my coaches, not my coaches, that sounds bad, watching our coaches, fitness works coaches, improve other people's lives. So to me, that is kind of the most rewarding part is that 50-year-old Sally could have walked in our front door Mm. six months ago, really scared, didn't want to walk in the front door at all, was had medical conditions, super overweight, never lifted a weight in her life. And then all of a sudden, three months later, she's in a, a Metcon class, throwing barbells around, slamming ropes and having having a laugh with all her friends. Yeah, so seeing that transformation is amazing. Yeah. And it's not just a physical transformation. No. Going to the gym, being healthy, it's also a, it also affects your mental health, doesn't it? Hugely. So yeah. I'm a massive believer in mental health and mm. helping mental health and kind of bringing a light about making people talk mm. um and we've done a lot of charity work on it we've done stuff in the papers we've helped a few people now around the kind of the mental health area mm. because especially in guys i'm i kind of i do i i'm quite supportive on the on the on the lad side because yeah. i know what it's like yeah. we are we are kind of put, especially someone who's tattooed bearded <laughs> lifts weights we're not meant to kind of cry mm. we're not meant to mm. well we're not meant to we're told this is this is weak or it's mm. kind of gives us uh 
just for people to kind of mock at you for doing that or talking about how you're feeling I don't I think you should if you've got something to say or you're down or something's affecting your life that bad mm. you need to talk about it and exercise can help that by being in a supportive circle mm. people understand in the gym people understand what what people understand why you're in the gym there's a lot of people who come into the gym just for mental health reasons because it releases good endorphins it helps you feel better about yourself it gives you a goal it gives you something to aim towards even if it's increasing your bench press at least it gives you some excitement to go to the gym to maybe add one kilo to your bench or maybe take a minute off your off your run or or just go to the gym and have a laugh with friends mm. can take the mental pressure of your stressful job away from you. Absolutely. So, there's so many things. People with depression are often urged to go to the gym. Yeah. Obviously. There it should be more. Yeah. You, it gets your blood flowing, first yeah. of all, as you said, which I didn't think about, which was just going for a laugh. Yeah. Community. It's probably one of the biggest things, yeah. community and go. That's mm. why we're very, very community-based. Mm. Um, I'm a huge be- believer in making a kind of... A different culture compared to like your your corporate gyms yeah. you, I've done videos in the past as well I've worked in a lot of corporate gyms and you are just a number I, I've created a gym where I don't want people to be just a number even re- regardless of how big we get because I'm aiming to get us quite big but I still don't want people just to be looked at as a figure yeah it, it, it's creating a good atmosphere for people to come in yeah and you know have a laugh not just take yeah. it so seriously exactly absolutely yeah. exactly that uh you've recently got into linkedin yes and i want to understand a bit why would someone open a linkedin account why would someone how could someone benefit from it because because you know facebook is huge instagram is huge everybody knows you've got to have good platforms there yeah. why have a linkedin profile so the reason I've personally started LinkedIn profile is I am, it's again, it's looking at the future. This is a plan for five, six, not necessarily five, six, cause it could be happening in the next, well, it will be happening in the next year, but it's more about the five, four, three, two year down the line, really. Mm-hmm. So you, the reason I personally started mine is because my, my goal is to get this business national. I want to be as wide as I possibly can. I want to be all over the country. But the only reason I know I can, the only way I, sorry, I know I can get there is by going into a franchise model. So yeah. the reason I'm doing LinkedIn is because I want to access people who have, I don't want to say a lot of money because that sounds bad, but <laughs> people who yeah. are kind of more in the corporate world who mm. are looking to get mm. out of it. Yeah. So fitness people in the corporate world who are looking to open a boutique style gym, mm. I can help them do it. Yeah. So the reason I started LinkedIn is so I can kind of become the, professional in my on my linkedin profile really so if someone's looking to open a gym in middlesex they can they know actually you know what i'll contact jack on linkedin because yeah. he does some cool videos about uh about how to open a gym or or like i did one the other day is how to find a mentor and mm. can part, kind of different people can relate with me and, and i found a lot of people on linkedin are more open to talk about business Oh, where on Instagram yeah. and on Facebook, people aren't really there to talk about business. They're to see. They're there to see the perfect lifestyle. They're there to see yeah. the perfect boom. They're there to see the perfect <laughs> workout. They're there to see the perfect stuff. Mm. On LinkedIn, people are there for business. They're there to talk to you about how to make more money. They're there to talk to you about how to scale your business yeah. or the troubles you're having in your business. So mm. that to me, that's why I'm kept LinkedIn a very a bit more professional. But the main picture is the main my main goal on LinkedIn is mm. to reach as much people who may be interested in opening a gym as I can. Yeah. So if if you're a business owner or looking to start a business, then LinkedIn is probably a good idea to yeah, network definitely. with other people. Yeah. And, like and also, it's kind of a 
Gary V, you know, Gary V. Yeah, Gary V did a video on it the other day, which kind of that's what spurred me on to do it more than anything. He's mm. saying like LinkedIn at the moment is the most underused and undervalued thing, social platform, not mm. thing. Um, and it's kind of cheap to get a lot of reach. So yeah. I can put a video on Facebook nowadays and organic reach will get me with six, seven, eight thousand people on what I've got on Facebook. Mm. It will get me to three hundred. Some days it'll get me to 500. If I, get, if I put a 10 on it, it'll get me to 5,000 or yeah. something like that. Where you put a video on LinkedIn, it got me to like 1,800 through the day. So it's kind of like it gets you a lot further for nothing. Okay. So I think yeah. at the moment, the organic reach and the organic kind mm-hmm. of, uh, just all the organic stuff, and it's really good at the moment. But mm. also I see quite a lot of cool content on it myself. So yeah. I see quite a lot of people post just cool stuff and I watch it and I'm like I could do that to my business mm. so it's just a bit more of a professional platform than yeah. Facebook and okay. and uh, Instagram mm. definitely yeah I want to bring it back to a point you picked on near the start which was you realised was being a personal trainer that it, you weren't quite ready to start your own business or whatever no. when do you think you realised and when should people start their own thing because you, you can't just go straight into it no uh, n- no Unless you've got very wealthy kind of background, then you can't really go into starting your your own thing straight away. Well, I guess you can. It depends what business it's in, right? Yeah. Um, for me, my outlay was huge, so I couldn't go into opening a gym, which is going to cost me sixty, seventy thousand pounds when yeah. all I had is ten grand in the bank. So, but I also knew the people I'd be servicing, so the busy professionals wouldn't want necessarily to go to an eighteen-year-old gym. So I had to kind of think about it as in. What do my clientele want, but also what facilities do I want to make? And when I started at the start, I knew I wanted to open a gym. It was inevitable I was going to open a gym, but I said to myself, I'm going to open my first gym when I'm 30. I'm now 28 and I've got three. Mm. So I've kind of skipped forwards, but I always knew I was going to do it. So I always knew I was going to walk the walk, but I just didn't know when. And then I kind of knew that I had to kind of take stepping stones along the way. So I sat down and I was like, right, I know I need to work in a busy gym. I know I need to work in a studio. I know I need to work for myself. And then I know eventually I'll open my own gym. That was meditating until I was 30. I compressed it in three years and did it at 23. But I just knew I was ready. Mm. I woke up one day, I was like, I'm ready to do this now. But at the same time, I knew I wasn't ready. But I knew I was going to learn. Nobody will ever be ready. It's, no it's just sort of when it feels right. Yeah. So I, yeah. I knew I could learn it and I knew mm-hmm. I could do it. And uh, in a way, I'm kind of quite naive sometimes where if it failed, I had nothing to lose anyway. So, yeah. But I could never see it failing. I could, could never picture it failing. Mm. People always used mm. to say to me, you need a plan B, an exit plan. I was like, I don't need a plan B because there's not going to be a plan B. Yeah. And people are like, mm, that's a bit arrogant. I said, no, I'm, honestly, I don't, it's not. It's going to work. And then it worked. Wow. Well, yeah, it's it's like Work-ish. it's like it's like landing on an island and burning your ships. You've got no other option. You've got to make your back's against the wall, yeah. and I work very well. My back mm-hmm. against the wall. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, to anyone who wanted to start their own thing, whether that's a business or videos or even art or whatever it is, yeah. What are some tips? To just get started. You know, you're in a nine to five, and you always had thoughts to do this. Yeah, where it, you start? I understand it's tough, and. Yeah. Uh, instead see on social media if your job's not interesting quit it if it's not what you want to do quit it but it's not always that practical to just quit it absolutely when you've got a roof over your hat over your head or you've got a car to pay for insurance to pay for um i follow a lot of people from america i go to a lot of like grant cardones gary v's i've been to a lot of their talks um that is where i would start 
I'd go to start going to, I'd find someone on the internet and I would revise and I would study and I would just watch the hell out of them for ages just learn everything about them and then be like right I'll find someone else learn everything about them and then kind of that by that by the time you've done that you kind of realize that I can do this mm. but then it's taken that step yeah that's, that's a great thing today because back when there was no internet it was difficult to find a mentor, right? Yeah. And then now you're given free mentors, the best, by the way. Best mentors in the world. <laughs> Gary Vee. You'd spend tens of thousands of pounds on them. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you don't have to spend a thing. You're watching their YouTube no. videos and Facebook videos yeah. every day. Exactly. Yeah. So just just find someone you believe in and then mm. watch the hell out of them. And mm. then when you are going to do it, make sure it's the right thing to do. You're not just doing it to live a champagne lifestyle where you yeah. can turn up to work when you want because I can yeah. assure you that will not happen. I'm five years in and I still have to wake up at six, half five, six in the morning, still have to work till seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. Mm. Probably don't have to do that now. I just choose to do it because I really enjoy it. But I can assure you, you are not going to have a turn up and kind of go to work when you want lifestyle for a long period of time. Absolutely. That brings me to the next point, which is, what are the bad parts that nobody speaks about yeah. when starting your own business? What are some tough parts? Oh God, sometimes honestly, the tough, uh, the tough and the bad can outweigh the good. Yeah, but you just have to have your end goal in mind. I know where I want to get the gym. I know where I want my lifestyle. I know where mm-hmm. I want my finances. I know where I want my personal relationships. I know where they, I want them to be. Mm. Even if I wake up one day and and it's to hell, I know that I am going to get there one day just got to keep walking the walk I've just, just got to put one foot in front of each other and I know we'll get there but there's times where you get to the end of the month and you can't afford to pay people or there's times where you get to the end of the month and you can't afford to pay yourself you've been working for three years and you've earned 500 quid this month because mm. the business needs the money to keep it going or the business needs the money to make it grow so like I said a minute ago that there's times in the month there's times in the year where you don't have an option but to turn up and you're not getting paid to turn up. So if you don't love that thing you're doing, mm. you won't do it, and it will go and it will break down, and you and it will go bust. But for someone like me, I would even if I didn't get paid, I'd turn up and do the things I do nowadays, mm. just because I love doing it. I've always said to myself, I wanted to create a job which isn't work, which isn't yeah. a job, and I generally have. Like people do say, oh, that's cliche, it's cringe, but it's generally. I would get up to work at four o'clock in the morning. I'd work till whatever time at night. Mm. I've had to be called into work at when I've been on a night out. Yeah. I've had to be, I've literally done everything you could think of in the last mm. five years, mm. but it didn't bother me one, one bit. So you have to sacrifice a lot. And what are some things people should sacrifice? Personal, personal things you should sacrifice. You can't run a business. We're allowed to swear on this program. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good. Um, you can't, open a business and then go on the piss every weekend. Yeah. You can't go out and get hammered with your mates. You can't go out and carry on doing, you can't go to festivals. You can't go to lads holidays. You can eventually. eventually. Like I've done it now. Yeah. Like I do yeah. go away a lot now, but you, the first year or two years, you need to kind of be there. You need to be present. You need to be driving your business forwards. So your social life and people that you used to think were close friends will probably end up being not your friends anymore because you'll find new social circles and you'll, kind of find different things to talk about and different friends to go out with that don't necessarily want to go out and get hammered. They want to go out and have dinner and talk about 
business stuff and how people can get better. Yeah. So the biggest thing you will sacrifice is probably your social circle. Now, for the first three years, I didn't do anything. I didn't drink for probably, I drank a bit, but mm-hmm. I didn't drink properly for two years, three years. I didn't go away that much. Um, I didn't go away for longer than a few days. It was long weekends. Um, when I first started, I'm open, when I first opened my business, I had a relationship in Bristol. Mm-hmm. So it was a long-term relationship. That broke down. We were together seven years. I opened a gym within within nine months. It just didn't. It wasn't working, so I couldn't go and see her. So, you need to really love the thing you're doing, or you need to really love your end goal. And to me, nothing will ever stop me getting there. And I have sacrificed a lot on the way. But people don't understand that. They realize they think, oh, I'll still be able to go out on the weekends, or I'll be able to work to, till four and go home. I'll be able to start at ten. I'll be able to be hungover. Yeah. running a business isn't for everyone people need to realize that it's not all sun rainbows and you get loads of money for having a business no way because that's just not the case it's not the case at all it's the case in uh i think it was like spacex or tesla or whatever yeah they just didn't make profit for like two or three years and that's a huge company tesla yeah yeah huge companies there's a lot of massive companies out there that especially at the moment it's very like at the moment it's quite tough with everything's going on like look, JLR making all these cuts. Yeah. You've got Jamie Oliver's place is going burst. You've got huge, just huge companies like mm. even Top Man and, and, and Arcadia were on the brink the other week. You've got huge businesses at the moment. You've got the high street, which is absolutely well, it's dead at the moment. No, like Nobody's on the high street anymore. But then at the same time, you've got cooler companies like going absolutely mental, like the boohoos of the world and mm. the online cooler things going mad. Yeah. So it's kind of like you need to study the trends and be in that trend because say mm. for example now if someone on this podcast wanted to go and open a, a clothes shop in the middle of Leamington High Street you're probably going to say you shouldn't really do that because mm. it's, it's, it's terrible because most things are online today most it's things are online so it's kind of like just sometimes you do have to break the norm because there's, there's sometimes companies which do do well but then at the same time sometimes people break the norm and it's really blatantly obvious you shouldn't have done that yeah yeah it's like, well, you can't have an online gym, can you? Yeah, exactly. You can't. You can have a lot yeah. of online training, but you can't have an online gym. Absolutely. So, is, yeah. Is there anything, do you think, that could encourage gyms, or gyms, sorry, businesses in the area to grow or to start? I think trying to be very uh, close-knit with your locals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'm quite pally with a lot of the people in the, in the, on the high street or a lot of people who start in their own businesses, a lot of independent businesses. So, like, I say to people that you should shop local. Yeah. So, like, I go to local butchers. I um, go to, to get my hair cut by Dave the Barber in Canada again. It's very local. Mm-hmm. I do everything local because yeah. I know that's giving back into, like, our local economy. Mm, absolutely. Where I could go to Sainsbury's and buy all my food, but Sainsbury's doesn't give a shit that I'm buying chicken from them. Where... The Absolutely. butchers does, do you know what yep. I mean? I could go to a big hairdresser and get like Tony mm. and Guy and get my haircut. Tony doesn't give a shit and get my haircut mm. there, but Dave does. So it's kind of that's the way I see it. I would rather people come to me and give them a lot of my time, but get pay probably less than some of the big gyms in the local area, mm. but they'll get a lot more from me. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, but some people just don't don't think that far ahead. They think. It, let's say you have two items of clothing you yeah. can buy locally or yeah. you can buy from a cheap Amazon retailer or whatever yeah. now that's almost it's almost like a selfish thing because because you're buying for you and it's cheaper it sort of makes sense yeah. but when you think ahead 
you know, that money's going to go to China or the US or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's not staying no. in the area. The money is just coming out now. Yeah, that's all it's doing. So people should probably out. give it more thought about that. You yeah. Have to just hit record again on the yeah. camera. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, not yet. <laughs> Got some camera technical difficulties. We're all good. We're all good. It's no, filming again. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a massive thing to think about. Um, but I understand sometimes it's easier, and it? Especially yeah. when, yeah, it, sometimes it is a lot easier. But at the same time, sometimes it's not the best thing mm. to do. Mm. So, it just depends where you are and, and if you actually care. Some people just generally don't care. Yeah. Like some people just like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, so I'm like, all true. right, if you don't care, then whatever. But then you find then people don't really get very far. Mm, absolutely. So, uh, I saw a video on your YouTube channel the other day, which was talking about productivity. Yes. And how a lot of people will come home at the end of the day, whether that's from school or a job, and they'll just stick on, well, Love Island's Love on at the moment. That was what it was. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was what it was yeah. about. What are your thoughts on, well, just like, Consume, consumer culture in general, yeah. like TV and stuff. Yeah, so this is what I did a video on my YouTube channel about, about probably a week ago now. Mm. Um, and I said, so this is what pisses me off because you get, I see all these people on my Instagram, I see all these people on my, on my Facebook, and they're messaging me and they're like, I'm in America and I'm, I'm in Mykonos and I'm doing stuff with Phoebe, my girlfriend, and we're, and we're just doing stuff. Yeah. And people message me like, I don't know how you, ta- how you have time to do all this. I don't know how you work so much and then go away and do this, go away and do that. You're like, you never stop. And I'm like, yeah, I don't stop, but you could be doing that too. You wake up at half seven, eight o'clock in the morning, you have your eggs, you go to work for nine, you work till five, you go home, you make your dinner, you sit on front of the sofa, then you watch, so- well, you watch TV till midnight. Mm. So you've, all you've done in that one day is you've worked for six, seven, eight hours and the rest of it, you've just pissed about. You've watched mm. junk TV, you've, you've, you haven't actually done anything. And they're like, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym. Yes, you do. Stop watching Love Island. Wake up an hour earlier. Yeah, wake up an hour earlier. Literally wake up at six o'clock in the morning, half five in the morning. Yeah, it sucks for the first couple of weeks, but when you're doing it, when, you're, when you do do it, you realise you get a lot more done. Mm. And then you get to the end of the day, and you realise, actually, now I can watch an hour of TV because I got up at five, I went to the gym till six, I had my breakfast till half seven, I went to work from half seven to half five, mm. and then went out, walked the dogs, went, I don't know, did something which I enjoyed doing. Like, mm. I don't know, if you enjoy making content, yep. learn to make content. If you enjoy making podcasts, go home and make podcasts. Mm. If you want to start your business, start your business from five until 12. Yep. Don't watch Love Island from seven till whatever it is. Yeah, it's small things as well. It's not big things no. you're asking. You can literally do one or two, yeah. two hours a day. Literally tiny you, you things. Could, if you took your dog for a walk, let's say, yeah. and you could listen to a podcast at they the same are. time exactly. about how to start a business. Yep then you're using your time way more effectively. Yes, you are. Then watch something like Love Island, for example. It's just people are so unproductive nowadays, then they have the cheek to moan that they don't have time to do stuff. Mm. We all have we all have Everybody the same 24 time. hours. Absolutely. Like, and I, I sometimes, I do a lot in the daytime, but sometimes I get to the end of the day and be like, I could have done more. And then I'm trying to think of ways tomorrow I can do more. Mm. Or I can maybe utilize my time a bit better to get something done quicker so I can start a new project stuff like that where it's just trying to make your most out of your days that's why I'm a I am a big believer of getting up early and doing doing your things you want to do in the morning because mm. sometimes by nine o'clock in the morning I've done my to-do list yeah and I'm like I don't know what to do and yeah. literally I'm like 
I literally have nothing to do for the rest of the day. But then that gives me time to sit down and think about stuff I want to do. Yeah. Well, also, I, I read somewhere that your most important things should be done in the morning because that's yeah. when your brain's working the best. Because yeah, yeah. as soon as you've got home from work or something, it's five or six or whatever, yeah. and your brain's sort of sluggish from the day. All you want to do is relax. Yeah. So you shouldn't be doing anything big. You should no. wake up, go to the gym, get the blood yeah. running or whatever. Definitely. Or even just going out and walking. Yeah. Go out in the street and walk. Yeah. Like, last few days have been beautiful here. Just go out and walk. Mm. Gives you a time to think. think. The problem is at the moment, we wake up and I'm a nightmare for you. We wake up, then we go on our phone, and we are consumed with everybody else's life. Mm. So we are already waking up, and we're judging judging our lives on their lives. Yeah. We're looking at someone who was in America last night taking a photo in an infinity pool, and we're like, oh, now I've got to go to my nine to five. You're waking up feeling shit yeah. straight away. Like, and people should wake up. They shouldn't. I try not to necessarily go on. Some days I do. When I'm holiday, I do stuff like that. I try not to wake up and go straight to Instagram. I've turned all my notifications off on Instagram. I've turned yep. them off on Facebook. I've turned them off on Messenger. I've turned them off on LinkedIn. I have zero notifications on my phone. Yeah, if someone really needed you, they'd call you. Yeah, if someone really needed me, they'd call me. I have notifications on my WhatsApp, but I'm on the verge of turning those off too. But when you wake up in the morning, you shouldn't consume other people's lives straight mm. away. Maybe get up, go to the kitchen, have a coffee, kind of just just a, just wake up being yeah. you with your own thoughts. And then that's where people should go out for walks. They should go to their gym. Again, you shouldn't consume other people's lives. Leave that till lunchtime. Absolutely. I mean, the way I see it, the way I see social media in general is it's like you're playing a game of poker at a table, right? You can only work with the cards you're given. Yeah. You shouldn't be looking at someone else. No, exactly. Who, you know, it, it's basically like luck, whether you're born into something or not. Yeah. But you can make the best of what you've got. You can make the best of right. the cards you're given. Yeah. But you can't say, oh, I've only had those different yeah. cards. You need to go get you know? them cards. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's, yeah. Pe- there's too many people who sit there and moan and point the finger and, and tell you you're lucky and tell you that you've uh, you've been given everything on a plate. But they haven't seen what's happened in the background. They yeah. don't see what we do day you to day. You sort of make your own life, yeah. don't you? Like, like yeah, like we're here now on a on a beautiful 32 degrees day it's at quarter past five on a Saturday afternoon recording a podcast <laughs> yeah because yeah. this is going to get us to where we want to get to absolutely like we could now be in the pub drinking and wake up tomorrow feeling like shit yeah but we won't I'll, I'll wake up tomorrow morning I'll I will wake up in the morning and go to work mm. you'll wake up probably mess around Just with this mess around with all your you'll you'll do your stuff I'll go to work mm. see what I mean absolutely and I think productivity is just a cycle because yeah I remember I go through phases where I get really, really lazy. You always that, do that. But that's just a cycle, cycle and you get more and more and more yeah. lazy and it's hard to snap out of that. But it's the same for productivity. Once you're doing one thing that's productive, yeah. that then leads to the other thing and it just it just keeps going. It's just, yeah, that's all it is. I watched, I listened to a podcast on the way back from Mikhanas yesterday actually mm. um, on habits. Yeah. So it's saying just change your habits on a daily basis. So... Mm. Exactly. That's kind of where I got that bit from that foam one. Where, like, for my my habits at the moment, I know I, I do work a lot of hours, but I believe I could still work better. I could believe that. Um, I do believe that at night times, maybe I could, because I want to start other avenues and other businesses. So maybe when I get home from my current business, I can create these new businesses. So it's just trying to break your daily habits or change your daily habits yeah. or change your habits in general. What, yeah. What are some like generic habits that someone can introduce right now? Waking up earlier. Yeah. Going to the gym. Mm. Surprising how many people don't have a habit of going to the gym. Yeah. To me, it's absolute madness. If you want to perform better and make yeah. your 
your your lifestyle and your financial life uh, and your finances your business everything better go to the gym there's yeah. time when you put your headphones in you have your own space turn off your notifications and everything and just be you in the gym mm. i guarantee you so much stuff will flow through your brain when you leave you'll be like amazing mm. yeah i watched a youtube video the other day of this uh, this filmmaker because i watch a lot of filmmaking yeah. and stuff like that and he literally just goes to the gym because he has a kid and he wants to do everything yeah. he wants with the kid you yeah. know when he grows up he wants yeah. to go hiking with the kid we get loads of this yeah loads of it we get loads of people that just join the gym to get stronger for every day so this is kind of where we've done so well because mm-hmm. our kind yeah. of um, our motto and our our marketing is all based on coming to a gym which is designed for athletes but for the everyday person Mm -hmm. so our job is not to make you run 100 meters faster it's not to make you lift more weight our job is just to make you be able to play with the kids for longer or our job is to help you walk up the stairs faster or our job is to help you lift your daughter over your head so Mm -hmm. our kind of our motto is that our gyms are designed for athletes but for the everyday person because we want to make you better at at everyday stuff not necessarily weightlifting yeah that's where we've done quite well. Mm. Our gyms are scary. They're kind of intimidating. But you don't see 50-year-old Sally running on a treadmill for an hour with her personal trainer texting. You see 50-year-old Sally cleaning, jerking. You see 50-year-old Sally slamming balls, swinging kettlebells, flipping 100 kilo tires and just kind of doing stuff which is enjoyable and stuff which kind of resonates over to kind of everyday life that's it with anything you just have to get started and getting just into get the gym is, is difficult sometimes yeah. for, for a lot of people yeah actually uh what do you think of like uh because i know in nike town they uh they release these sort of like overweight models yeah have you seen that? oh yeah yeah i've seen the what, plus size mannequin what are your thoughts on that like do you know what <laughs> who gives a shit yeah <laughs> it's just a mannequin mm. if she's size eight or size 18 like mm. does it really matter she's just advertising a pair of tights and a little crop yeah. top she's not real she's just a thing she's just just something <laughs> yeah, she's plastic absolutely true yeah so like my my kind of when i saw that on people's i was like why is everyone getting so like irate about this it's just mm. a different thing yeah and do you know what well done nike nike have done that it was in nike or was that it was in nike wasn't nike, it? Yeah. nike have done that to cause that reaction mm. to get a worldwide kind of they've already made, made a fortune made out a fortune out of it because people there bitching and moaning saying it's disgusting we're supporting obesity we're, we're supporting the overweight. We're not supporting anything. Mm. All they're doing is just putting someone else up there than you're different. Well, they're just different to what you're used to seeing. Yeah. That's all. Because the first time you go into the gym, you're not going to be this absolute no. athlete. Everybody starts either yeah, really we skinny all, or really exactly. fat or whatever. So just people are just so sensitive. And I think <laughs> just trying to human beings are sometimes just idiots. Like, yeah. They just make up stuff and they just can be so nasty about things and i've sort of mm. seen some comments on these about how people are like obese and this i'm like all right we're not all we're not all size eight you know do yeah. i mean like some yeah. people are overweight and some people do struggle yeah. nine times out of ten people do not want to be overweight mm. but at the same oh, time yeah, they don't know how to lose the weight or mm. they're not willing to change so they don't want to be overweight but they're not willing to put the effort put the work in and the effort into change so yeah. it's kind of the they don't wake up every day and be like, I can't wait to get fatter today. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No yeah. one does that. It, it's, it's, it's okay to, to not be perfect yeah. so long as you're working on yourself. Yeah. As long as you're happy, yeah. as long as you're smiling, as long as you're yeah. doing what you love to do every day, mm. who cares what people think? Mm. That's my motto. Like, I couldn't mm. care less what people think of me. But as long as I'm not hurting people, as long as I'm not being nasty and as long as I'm not doing mm. stuff which I shouldn't be doing, yeah. if I'm, doing, I'm living in the rules and I'm doing what I want to do, 
I'm, I'm improving people's lives, then yeah. who cares what people think? Absolutely. So that's what I believe about the, the plus size mannequin that who gives shit. Absolutely. Uh, I want to bring it back as well to yeah. someone who's in their job right now and they would just have no idea where to start if they want to do their own thing because, yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, you see, you see a huge business and you're like, I could never do that. Yeah, they've got they've got people working for them. Yeah. I, I would have no idea how to do that. But obviously, no. it never starts big. No. So, you know, what are some tips on people who just want to get started on something? <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but just getting started. Yeah. yeah. Just that is the biggest tip you can give to people. Like people will sit there all day and procrastinate and put it off, and they'll make excuses and they'll tell you why they're not good enough. They'll tell you why today's not the perfect day, why tomorrow's not the perfect day, why we can't do it this year because of Brexit, or we can't do it this. Year. Do you know what I mean? Just excuses. Just yeah. excuses. They'll sit there making, and, and it's okay if you make excuses for a year. Maybe you're not cut out for it, but. Or not necessarily, really, because some people are just scared to take that leap. Because we're like, as human beings, we are scared of the unknown. Yeah. Like we don't like waking up and and doing something new every day, which we don't know what's going to happen, what the outcome of us doing that is going to be. Yeah. Um, like I don't like doing it. Like I want to create. We, I want to open up. We, we hopefully this year we'll open up more businesses. Mm. Like I'm worried. Like I wake up some days. I'm like, mm, should I do that, or should I just stay with what I've got? Mm. And I'm like, no, you need to you need to do that. I need to maybe fail. I need to yeah. step outside my comfort zone a bit more and I need to do that. So that's where I say to people like, just do it and realize it's okay if it goes yeah. wrong. Yeah. That, that's interesting that you picked up on failing because it's so important, but it's Huge. given such a bad name because yeah, yeah. I remember like social. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Cause I, I took a, like a filmmaking trip with my yeah. friend and we were just, I want, I just said to him, I want to take this trip and make as many mistakes on that trip as possible. Mm-hmm. Just film every second and just learn from every single mistake. Yeah, perfect. And, and it's, it's probably the same for you in that yeah. mistakes are good, right? You're really good, yeah. And like, I don't personally believe I've made a big enough mistake yet. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I know I will make bigger <clears throat> and I know I will either put money into the wrong things or I know I'll open up something which won't work. Yeah. But I know that that big mistake will change my whole business. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm fortunate enough now that if I make a big mistake, probably won't bring everything down. I know that everything won't tumble. I'll just have to, it may cost me a lot of money Mm. or it may, it might not cost me no money or it may cost me something or it may, I don't know, but it will have an effect on something which next time we'll be like, "Mm, that hurt. Maybe we'll take this route and then that route will work. Mm. So you need to make the mistakes. I've made hundreds of them. Yeah. I've lost thousands of pounds. I've lost staff. I've done so much stuff. I've said stuff to people on social media I shouldn't have done. Mm. I've just done so much stuff where I'm like, I'll never do that again. But if you didn't do it in the first place, you wouldn't know, would you? Yeah, it wouldn't know. So now it's kind of made me a better, more rounded individual, mm. a more rounded business owner. It's kind of made me be who I should be. But again, like I said, I'm not made, I'm not I'm not done with making mistakes. Where I want to get to, I know I've got a lot of huge, huge steps mm. to take and I know that some of those steps won't be right. It might be two steps forward, one step back, but I know I'll get there eventually. Mm. If we moved on to branding, because image is a, image is yeah. a big thing yes. today. Huge. How thing. have you 
how have you branded yourself? How have you made your image so good? Is it you know, Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever uh, like that? Having a good website? Yeah, I think most of it is just from my social presence. Yeah. Um, I'm always trying to post on that. I'm mm. always trying to interact with people on that. Um, I started vlogging. That's yeah. helped me a lot. Even though I don't have a lot of followers on it, it's just helped people realise who I am as an individual. Yeah. So people in the local area will watch my videos and be like, actually, do you know what? It's actually quite nice. Mm. And then they're like, maybe I'll book him for a consultation. So even though I don't have a huge following on it yet, mm. um, I've probably made a lot of money from just making videos like that on Facebook, on Instagram, um, on, on YouTube mainly. I've because done a lot that's of, brought people into you and yeah, your business. because yeah. people have watched it and be like, actually, he's quite decent. I mm. like him. Maybe I'll go and see what more he has to offer. Yeah. Um, and then hiring the right people. I have two, mm. I have one full-time media man, Chris, and he's media and sales. And now I have uh, my girlfriend, Phoebe. She's now sales and mm. media too. So, and then I also have outsourcing to people who do kind of little bits and pieces for me. Yeah. So it's kind of, I wasn't any good at editing. I'm not any good at doing all this stuff. Yeah. But at the same, I know what I'm good at. I'm good at talking. I'm good at networking. I'm yeah, good yeah. at making content. I'm good at giving back kind of information on stuff that I know a lot about. Mm. So that was my mm. strong point. So my weak points were, like I just said, the editing and the, the chasing of people and the following up of stuff and, and getting new people into the gym. Mm. And that was my weak point yeah. because yeah. I just liked doing what I liked to do. Yeah. So finding the right people. And then once you find a brand you really like and kind of people can resonate with and can people can uh, kind of pick out from, from things in the local area. Mm. Go hard on that. Do you know I mean? Put it everywhere. Work on your strengths, which is something that Gary Vee definitely talks about. Yeah. You know, don't focus on your weaknesses. No. Because you, you have so many weaknesses. So many, man. You just w spend your whole life you trying to, to fix them. You'll never get anywhere, yeah. yeah. You'll literally never get... But everybody has a different strength, and that strength mm. we should utilise like crazy. Mm. So like, like I said, my, my strength is doing this stuff. Yeah. But this has got me in front of thousands and thousands of people. My strength isn't sitting on a computer writing emails to Sally to sign her up for a gym membership. Yeah. I've done that yeah. and I was, I was okay yeah. at it. Then I, when I got to the point where I knew I could afford to pay someone else to mm -hmm. do it, I paid someone else to do it and it, it's, it's skyrocketing me 10 times. Well, that, that's it. You know, when you're starting, you have to do everything and it's, yeah. it, it's you have to do it. It's, it's not because you it. want to, it's because you literally have to. You have to. You were talking about earlier how to be, you know, you have to be the reliable person. Yeah. Because you now own three gyms. Yeah. You need to be on the phone to anybody yeah. if they have an People issue. People think we know it all. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't know it all, but, but you have to know enough of everything. everything. Yeah. So we're like, we are, what you not need to not be is jack of all trades. Do you know what I mean? You can't do every, you can't do, you can know a bit about everything. Yeah. Like, I know a bit about everything. I know a bit everything about my business. I know bits of this and that and the other. Mm. So if someone spoke to me, I could hold a conversation with them. Yeah. But if they needed expert advice on that field, I'd refer them to somebody else in my business. Yeah. So that's where I've kind of realised, I can talk to you about this, but you're probably not going to get very far with me, so I need to refer you to, to Nathan, or I need to refer you to Chris, or mm. I need to refer you to Phoebe. Yeah. And then they take it, and it goes smoothly. It's, it's good to be humble like that. You shouldn't expect to know everything. And it's, no. it's a bit of ego if someone says, yeah, I know it all. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. No, yeah, and that's no, a, no. that's yeah. probably one of the the biggest things that I've learned along this um, journey so far mm -hmm. is that I don't I don't really know much. I just know what I know. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I know, and I know where I want to go. Mm. But I need to hire people and have more people around me on the way. Mm. And I understand that, and I want more. 
yeah. I can't afford more right now. When mm. I can afford more, I'll have all sorts of stuff like this all the time, everywhere. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, I've got what I can kind of not necessarily afford. I've got what I can kind of justify. Yeah. Yeah. And the people I can, the people I have around me at the moment. It's great to have a good community yeah. and team. Absolutely. Great. It's like being a film director, really. The film director knows how things work, but he's not specialized in lighting no. or editing or anything. No like way. That. Exactly. But, but you need but to he know. He knows what he knows. You need yeah, to know. yeah. Absolutely. And he's good, what, he's good at what he does, but absolutely. he's not going to kind of butt into everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, where are we at? What else do we want to talk about? So, we've got LinkedIn. Yeah, done LinkedIn. Tips to people starting a business. We've yeah, done that. Done that. Being productive. Being we've, productive. Yeah, we've done yeah. that. Where to start. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, well, I just said just start. Yeah, sacrifices. The last bullet point I had, but I'm, I'm not sure if we covered it, was sacrifices of starting, which was obviously don't go out. Yeah. But then we also talked about implementing good stuff in your yeah, life. Because yeah, routine, yeah. routine isn't bad. No, we, routine's people, good. Yeah. Um, especially when you're starting out, routine is really good. Mm-hmm. Doing doing the same because a business at the end of the day and creating a good business is just about doing something every day. I've said it on many of my videos that as long as you wake up every day and you take a little step forwards, mm. maybe half a step, but it's better than no step. It could literally be just be doing one thing every day. Yeah, and do not like Gary Vee says it massively all the time, and this is one thing before I even yeah. before I even kind of knew about him. It's all what I always thought about is do not rush. Like this yeah. process, I'm five years in now and I still like, feel like I started yesterday. Mm. Um, I'm just under five years and I know that I'm not going to really see the returns I want to see till maybe 10 years, yeah. maybe 12 years, mm. maybe 15 years. But then I'm still, I'm only going to be 35, 34. And there are so many get rich quick schemes today oh, that people believe yeah, in. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. So I say to people like, do not rush, but at the same time, uh, be productive and move this sounds fat stupid uh do not rush but at the same time kind of move fast does that make sense so if you want to do something do it but then when you are doing that thing don't mess around yeah get straight into it and do it and don't procrastinate don't take a year to start a business Mm -hmm. you just started last week but then at the same time when you start that business don't think that you're going to make a million pounds tomorrow yeah yeah it's the same with investing like if you're putting money into Bitcoin or gold yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. don't expect to make no. money even in a year's time. You know, I've put some money in Bitcoin myself, but I'm not expecting to make money until no. five, ten years time down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and people just just believe that you know you're going to make money quickly online. Yeah, no way. Amazon or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, like you're not going to make money. If money comes fast, you generally lose it fast. Too. Yeah, oh, like, that's true. Yeah. For me too, at the moment, I don't invest in anything. Mm. My money's put back into my business. Absolutely. I, uh, equipment and stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It costs thousands of pounds to start a business unless you're lucky enough to have something in front of a, a Mac or yeah. a Dell and you yeah. can just type away and sell stuff online that you yeah. never really... Never, then, okay, well done. Good for you. But um, for me and, and you and stuff, we need equipment. We need yeah, stuff. Yeah. We yeah. need microphones. We need, we need deadlift bars. We need yeah. a lot of stuff. Absolutely. So yeah. I kind of know what I'm good at and I know my lane. Mm. And my lane is fitness, gyms, studios, this, that, and the other, all this Mm. stuff I'm going into at the moment. And it's sticking that. Mm. Like, I've tried to start a business before in clothing. Didn't work. Um, I've tried to start a business in, what else have I started to start a business in? Like, bags, Mm. didn't work. I've tried to start a business in loads of stuff, a few online businesses. They've not worked. So, the reason they didn't work is because I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like sitting there every day and selling t-shirts. Yeah. It's not what I wanted to do. But then I could sit there and talk to Sally again for hours. 
So I kind of realized, right, I'm good at this. I'm good at fitness. I'm going to grow it to where I can afford to pay for the people to make my clothing brand big or to make my investing company big. Or that's, that's the whole idea of the podcast, the calling, isn't it? Yeah. People need to start listening to what they want to do, yeah. find it, and once you've found it, just go all in on go it. Go all in on it. That's it. Don't start kind of thinking about these. Don't look at Instagram and realise that Tom, who you, you followed on Instagram, has now made a million pound or a hundred thousand pound from selling T-shirts on Shopify. It's probably a lie. He still mm. lives at home. <laughs> he's probably just sold a couple. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Don't buy mm. into that. And also, and also, we talked about Gary Vee so many times in this podcast already, but, yeah, but. but <laughs> for a good reason, in that he says how you make your money is just as important as how much you make. Yeah, very true. It mm. is very true. Like I almost, I watch so many people on YouTube or on, I listen to podcasts like three or four a week maybe. I listen to audio, Audible every day on the way to work. I just try and listen to people who have been there and done it. They've yeah. walked the walk, they can talk the talk. Yeah. I don't listen to like... Sorry, I don't listen to eighteen-year-olds. I don't know how you are. But yeah. I don't listen to eighteen-year-old Tom on on Instagram telling me how to sell T-shirts on Shopify. Absolutely. I listen to Gary Vee. I listen to Grant Cardo. I listen to Dan Pina. I listen to the the huge people. Like I will listen to a lot yeah. of London Real. I do Absolutely, a yeah. lot of people, like that. and then I'll, I'll just observe them. Mm. Look at their daily habits. Look at how they've made their success. Mm. Look at what mistakes they've made. Just kind of learn from people who have done it, and then it will yeah. stop you making those mistakes. Absolutely, because there's so many people claiming they're experts oh, yeah. today, and that you yeah. should buy their program or whatever. Yeah, there's so many people to sell you them. They're kind of their. Um, if you don't know exactly yeah, what they do, yeah, or what they've done, don't exactly. Yeah, it. and then try and just stay away from Instagram when you're starting a business. Stay away from Instagram and social media unless you need it. Post on there, then leave it because yeah. people take it to heart. Like Instagram isn't for me. Mm. Your Instagram isn't for you. It's kind of my Instagram's for everybody else. It's there for yeah, a platform yeah. for people to see what I do, and if they like it, they'll buy it. And if they don't, Absolutely. they'll move on. Yeah. Did you? Because you said that you got kicked out of school a lot and everything yeah. like that. Did you have a lot of people? Because you've you've always sort of believed in yourself. Is that right? Yeah, you? massively. Yeah. yeah. Did, what about the people around you? Did they believe in you? Uh, nah, quite a lot didn't. Mm. Um, People don't know. People don't necessarily really necessarily believe in me too much now. Mm. Um, oh yeah, I've took a lot of hate over the years, if you want to call it that, from mm. people that I played rugby with and people that I went to school with and and people that I don't even know. They just follow me on Instagram and mm. tried to make a rumor about that. The only reason I've got here is because my dad's bought it for me, my mum's bought it for me, my nan's giving me this. I've been given gyms. I've been this, that, and the other. And like the one thing I say to anyone, you can ask my whole family. I've never took a penny off any of my family. Mm. I borrowed maybe a couple of hundred pounds off my nan and granddad once, but yeah. I've never from my close family. I've never took any money. I've never took a payout. I've never took money from people. If I've ever took money from people that I know, it's that they know they're going to get it back. Yeah, and it's to elevate me to somewhere else. So when I have mm. borrowed money, it's because I needed an extra five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand pounds to open a new project. Mm. I open that new project. I made it work. I pay them back straight away. Yeah. So that's the only handouts, if you want to call it that, that we've yeah. ever had. But I've never been given money and been told, right, there's your 30 grand, never mm. give it me back. Sometimes I wish I did, but there's never been the time. Absolutely, because I think a lot of people are stuck in not believing in themselves. And I think it's, I think it's genuinely okay and it's natural for people not to believe in you. Yeah. But you, as long as you believe in yourself, you're pretty much set. You can you be in a set, negative yeah. environment 
Yeah. Like, so long as you believe in yourself. Yeah, you should always believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, you're never going to get anywhere. Because, like I've said, the times where you wake up and some days you're like, man, I don't know if I can do this again. Mm. But then you need to give yourself a kick in the ass and be like, look at the end picture. If the person, you need to act like that person because that person's not bitching out and moaning and, and laying in and, and going out and getting drunk. That person who's living that lifestyle who you want does this every day mm. spiritual they're 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 healthy they're kind of they do high yoga and they meditate and they do all this kind of cool stuff which eases your mind from everyday life but that's what you need to do they don't go down the pub yeah they don't go to festivals they don't go on holiday with their mates every weekend they kind of just sit in and graft mm. but then look at them now they Plus, can sit yeah. at a beach in Miami for, for the next six months Plus of their also, life. also, nobody who's doing more than you is, is going to look down on you. No you way. But, but it's always the the people that always hate on you are the people who are just doing nothing. Oh, yeah, too right. And they're they very want, jealous. They, they just want to take oh, yeah, of course they do. And they're the people that can't wait for you to fail and they'll be sitting there like, I told you so, I told you so. Yeah. But then if you do, then you do it again. Absolutely. If you do fail and it all goes to, well, if it all goes tits up, really, Absolutely. do it again. Like, if, I, if this all fails for me, Mm-hmm. And I lose it all. I'll wake up the next day and I'll do it again. Absolutely. I'll just do it in a different way. And I'm, I'll use the mistakes I've just, just, I've just done to lose it all mm. to make the next one better. Absolutely. And I won't care what anyone else says. I won't care that I'm a failure. I'll be like, well, I'm not really a failure. I'm a failure if I think I'm a failure. But actually, I'm just going to be smarter now. Mm. And now I'll make even more. And now I'll be even better. Mm. And then you don't lose. Absolutely. That's a great piece of advice. Let's finish up the podcast with Sweet. if you had one general piece of advice to anyone. Yeah. From your experience, what would it be? It would to do what you love every single day because then life is so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Be around people you enjoy being with. If you don't like somebody or you don't like the environment you're in, definitely change it. We're only here for, I've said this to many people now. Um, we are only here for what 80 years if we're lucky maybe even 90 nowadays yeah. potentially 100 but I say to people I do not want to get to my chair at 80 years old and look back and be like I wish I'd done that I wish I'd done that harder I wish I put more effort into that mm. maybe I shouldn't have done this I want to sit on that chair at 80 years old and be like shit you gave that a good go yeah. you gave the you went yeah. all you went balls deep on mm. that whole 80 years mm. and then you kind of can can when you get a bit you can kind of just be like I know I'm doing all I can do. Yeah. So it's kind of be around the right people, do what you want to do, do what you find fun. I know this is more than one. Do what you find fun and interesting and live the life you want to live. Do not live anyone else's, regardless of your mums, your dads, your brothers, your sisters, your nans, whatever it is. Fuck them off. <laughs> do <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Anyway, that's a great way to end the podcast. Thank you Sweet. for listening no and I'll see you next week, everyone. Thanks for listening, and if you listened on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating. It really helps support the show, and share it to your story if it really helped you. You can check out Jack's Gyms by searching FitnessWorks Gyms and get in contact. There are three different locations to choose from, one in Kenilworth, Warwick, and Southam. You can also check out his YouTube channel where he talks more about running a business and how to stay fit physically and mentally. For that, just punch in FitnessWorks on YouTube. As always, if you have a business or know someone who does, get in contact with me at screenstone.com to get your own professional video content. Stay tuned for episode five, where I talk to Josh Esteban, a freelance filmmaker. We talk about how to start as a creative, what makes a great film, and the responsibilities of the filmmakers of the future. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.